Six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. Today, the guys get a little goth and try to make sense of afterlife bureaucracy with Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice. 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 Come home with me. Joyce, I just saw this strange guy driving with Peg. Did you get a good look at it? Hi! Scissors! Whoa! Look at the handshake you got there, Ed. <laughs> Kim, this is Edward who's gonna live with us. Well, this must be quite a change for you, right, Ed? Those things are cool. Can I bring him to show and tell on Monday? He's a highly imaginative character. It seems clear that his awareness of what we call reality is radically underdeveloped. Eddie, you take my very breath away. Do you have a girlfriend? Oh. <laughs> is there some special lady in your life? Hey, call a doctor, you skewered kid. Just a scratch. The power of Satan is in him. I can feel it. From Tim Burton comes the most incredible tale of a most unusual character. Edward Scissorhands. Hold me. Mother of God. <laughs> hey, welcome to hey. Six Pack Double Feature. Gazizza, Nathan. Gazizza. <laughs> yes, it's Six Pack Double Feature. Nathan, I'm Travis. Uh, Nathan, you're Travis? <laughs> Nathan, you're Travis. Um, what you just heard there was the uh, trailer for... The 28-year-old movie called Edward Scissorhands. That we've decided to watch for some reason in review. Well, we decided that we were going to pair it with another more iconic a good, Tim Burton movie. A good movie. Tim Burton movie. <laughs> and we both realized after revisiting Edward Scissorhands that uh, it doesn't seem to hold up for me. Like, I never really liked it. You're indifferent to it kind uh, of thing? Uh, so, just to jump into first impressions on there, I, I saw it when it first came out on video when I was 10 or so. And I just kind of, it was just, it's, it's weird. Even for Tim Burton, it's... right. A little emo, and um, I didn't quite get it as a kid. It wasn't funny like Beetlejuice. No, that's the, you, that's one of my closing notes on the movie. I'll tell you here later. Is just the humor is far more dry, and there's a lot to unpack with this movie. It's so. Dry and <laughs> crusty and cracked, and and it's got scissors for hands. Yeah, well, that's why you can't moisturize. <laughs> Um, it's got a couple of Tim Burton mainstays, obviously Danny Elfman doing the music. That's probably my favorite thing of the whole movie. It's uh, yeah. his score. Yeah. Um, it's probably my fa- I, I think it's his most accomplished score for... Really? At least for Tim Burton movies. Okay. 
Not necessarily my favorite. My I'm, favorite is probably Batman, only because uh, that hit me at just the right, right time. Right. And but I think it's my favorite is um, his score for Ed Wood. Okay, no, for Ed Wood. he didn't do Ed Wood. Danny ha- Elfman? Yes, he did. Uh, it was Howard Shore. It was one of the few. He did the. I, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of the title song. Uh, now you're wrong, and um, you feel like an ass. <laughs> A little bit. Um, yeah, so he's got Danny Elfman doing the music. Uh, obviously, Johnny Depp, one of his go-tos, and uh, Colleen Atwood. She's always she's always paired with him. And yeah. She's costume designer. <laughs> what I feel like writing down brief synopsis is, and this one I just put a little bit, and it's really just like. It's a modern-day fairy tale, which tells the story of Edward, a man created by an inventor who died before finishing him and left him with scissors where he should have had hands. What, and I, I, what a choice. Like, that's all my, you had lying around? That's No, not just that. I mean, because you saw, if if you watch the movie, that's and he kind of, like, is a machine who chops stuff. And so I yeah. think it's like, it was the, it's the first thing you see, but it's the last thing he replaced that's yeah. the most... He made sure to give him a really bitchin' leather outfit. Yeah. And hair and boots and everything, but he couldn't just he couldn't just leave him with nubs. Yeah. You think you, warning like, everyone, we're gonna overthink the shit out of this movie because that's about all you can yeah, do. The with movie's it. almost thirty years old, and if you haven't seen it, well well and you like Tim Burton, you may enjoy it. I don't know. I I I had two sittings in this film. I had it on DVD. I hadn't probably watched it for, God, 10, I would probably say at least 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I put it in on like last Sunday night and (laughs) maybe watched half of it and was tired and went, oh, this this kind of drags. One of my notes here says, Jesus, it's almost two hours long. It's almost two hours long and I took two sittings and it still felt like a chore (laughs) both times. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Like I said, in 1990, and then I, I watched it again as like a heartbroken teenager in '97, and I didn't like it either time. I don't think it's going to take away from our notes and our conversation, but I did not like it this time either. Yeah, I think I liked it. All right, I'm trying to decide now because sometimes when it came to me in movies, it's like, do I just need to get this because I should like it? Yeah, and, you yeah. know. And maybe that might have been a motivation when I got it on. DVD ages ago is like, I should like this, even though it's kind of weird. Next time I watch it, I'll probably like it more. And then 15 years go by, and when I get it again, I'm like, uh, still, no, still, no, nothing. it's just, eh, it's all right. It's, it's like licking a stamp. Yeah, that doesn't it's taste. never, it's never gonna, th- yeah, it's never gonna taste good. <laughs> you, there's that brief touch of, well, it's kind of sweet. No, that's not sweet. That's just, <laughs> that's just adhesive it's meant just, for saliva. It tastes like glue. I mean, this film is, it's like if Pinocchio, Frankenstein, and Beauty and the Beast like had a threesome and gave birth to Edward Scissorhands <laughs> in the middle of Mayberry. <laughs> that's one thing I noted here too. It's, I, I don't think he's, I think he's being really on the nose with how Middle America puts up their. Their facades and their colorful stuff and their their masks and everything, but underneath it all, everybody's still just really screwed up and dysfunctional. I guess they filmed it in like all of the suburban scenes mm-hmm. were filmed in Florida, and I guess the neighborhood was very much like that. They just that's right popped the colors is all they did. One of my notes was is just I forget until I put it in unless I find it somewhere else how much I really like Elfman's score for this movie it's just yeah. it's it's haunting it's hauntingly beautiful yeah it's, it's got it's, those it's, fairy tale notes yep. and that's that little that, it sounds like an angel singing yeah. or whatever 
the town, <laughs> anybody that's read all the way through the Dark Tower, um, the town reminds me of the town at the end of the final book where the Breakers live. Okay. That little, just that one little town in the middle of nowhere. That's what it reminded me of. The over-stylized art direction feels very forced in this movie. It's like it's it's like the first time they let uh, Tim Burton. It's like Tim Burton took his gloves off or took his scissors off or <laughs> took his gloves off and had scissors. I don't know. It almost feels just look at me. Yeah, look at me. It, it's like the look government. What I like to do. It's like it's a government town, like, mm-hmm. a, and they're paying for everything. And you know, it's very. Nope, your house is yellow. I always you're going to have the blue house. I also always forget how it starts. Which is Winona Ryder as an old lady who says, look at me playing old very terribly because I'll whisper. Because that's how I can make people think that I'm old. I'm not saying Winona Ryder isn't a good actress, but that her, it's like one take. All right, we got it. <laughs> yep. That's what, I, what I've got here, too. It's like somebody was like, Tim, dude, Batman, am I right? Yeah. You're a legit bona fide director. What, uh, what do you do now? What are you going to do next? And he popped his little goth collar. And, Watch this. I'm well, gonna, you got to think. I'm going to poop I mean, on a plate. I don't know how long it took him to film it. And it's had in post-production. But I, part of me honestly believes that he was still... Like, Batman hadn't been released yet mm. when he got Edward Scissorhands. Oh, because sure. Warner Brothers turned him down for Edward Scissorhands, and that's why I went to 20th Century Fox. Okay. And I have a feeling that if Batman had released already during that summer, and then he said, I want to do Edward Scissorhands, they would have said, we'll have you come do (laughs) your scissor weird-ass movie here at Warner Brothers. But it said they turned it down, so my only guess is that it like he got the contract. Crossed in the mail kind of thing. Yeah, I can only imagine that Warner Brothers said, nah, this is kind of weird. I'm sure we'll Fox, sell it down the road. I'm sure Fox did too, but they were like, "No, Batman was." I mean, it made money. I mean, I think it cost either fifteen or twenty million dollars to make, but it made almost at least eighty-five. So, I mean, it made its money three to four times over. And sometimes I scratch my head, going, "How did it do that?" I yeah, I don't either. I don't know. It's, I guess it hit the right the right time for because it, it came was out in 1990. Weird. That, right? Yeah, I think it was Christmas. So it was was right it a at Christmas the end of, movie? Okay. Oh, well, or at least I think the trailer. So he said had. So he Christmas. had a. So there was like a eighteen month gap between Batman and this. Because Batman about was summer of eighty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the pacing of this? Uh, I couldn't find any. <laughs> I couldn't find a pulse. And part of me wishes that Edward actually spoke more. It may have made the movie a little more intriguing because it was just like I get you can talk. Why aren't you? Yeah, why don't you? I mean, we understand the impediment that you have. <laughs> Clearly you can't do sign language yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> Clearly, you need assistance when you need to go number two. Because <laughs> he's eating. It's got to come out somewhere. <laughs> he's got all those scars on his face, <laughs> so you reckon he's probably got he, a few. He needs, like, more than two blinds. <laughs> <laughs> Why could Edward Toilet Paper Hands? They couldn't have oh, done that? That's your title, Edward Toilet Paper Hands. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to write that down. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, that's more practical. Oh, there's my list. Because it's, it's right under what doesn't work. Um We've kind of already touched There's on it. Big, but, my list is really long there. Um, Actually, I do have a big thing there that I came to that realization either last night or the night before. And I'll tell you once you do yours. It's He's got scissors for hands. That's stupid. That doesn't work. <laughs> that's Vincent, Price, Vincent Price didn't have hands. They didn't come from Amazon yet. That's Okay, that's fine. How about no hands? 
How about no feet? How about feet for hands? How about scissor for feet? How about spoon hands? <laughs> how about fork hands? Again, how about no effing hands at all? Why? It's a multitude of scissors. Did he have like? Did he go to an estate sale or something mm-hmm. and find some old lady's like scissors collection? Yeah, she was a seamstress and she had. And they're not all 12. like they're all wired up into his is. It's it's just really that's what doesn't work. And I know that we're supposed to identify with Edward because we're all alienated and no. but not to that not to that degree. He just was so on the nose with like let's make this guy as unrelatable as possible and it's just it's just a little too overt for me. But yeah, I'll get to my what doesn't work here in a second, but some of the other like first impression notes on my like, Kim, you know, um Winona Ryder's character. She's a horrible human being by letting <laughs> by asking Edward to break into Jim's house. I mean, I know it's a plot device to move the story along. But it just reflects poorly on her character and makes you wonder why Edward is fascinated by her. Why did you do that? Because you asked me. You know, or however it is that he yeah. says it. I mean, I get it to an extent, but it's like, Kim, you're terrible. They don't spend any time really... He's fascinated by the picture. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Cause she's like the snow angel or whatever. I don't know. Also, they... the practicality of the waterbed, while funny... That's there for the, the sight the, gag. The first, yeah, the first time they do it twice. The first time, he pokes the bed or unintentionally pokes the bed, and it starts to spray. So he covers it with a stuffed animal. By the time Kim gets home, that bed should be empty, <laughs> or just a pool where the plastic has gone down. Yeah, and instead he just you know puts that little stuffed animal on top of it, and that fixes everything. That seemed kind of dumb. But I know it's a sight gag. But then they do it a second time when he's actually asleep in the bed. And he just straight eviscerates it at that point. Well, yeah, because she screams because she sees him and he's... I'm like, who in the right mind goes, hey, you know what? You have scissors for hands. Where's the best place to sleep? Well, our daughter who's out, like, gallivanting around town, camping, whatever. She's out... With her horrible boyfriend. Right, with her horrible boyfriend. And... Can you just sleep in her bed? I know you have these sharp things, and she has a waterbed. And you look like Robert Smith with a crack problem. <laughs> I guess he had to lose like 25 pounds in order to uh, play that role and wear whatever it was that he was wearing. Like Johnny Depp was already skinny yeah. kid to begin with. Hey, didn't they have to wear some sort of like apparatus to have those I don't freaking things on his hands? No, they actually removed his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Not as hard as you think, turns yeah. out. The... You kind of make the point there, like, uh, so the daughter doesn't know we've taken this guy in. Okay. He's potentially dangerous. Kind of. Just accidentally dangerous. Let's put him on a waterbed and not tell her that he's in her room sleeping. It'll be funny. Do you want, I, I, when I was watching it, I'm like, I wonder if the, the like the mold hands that, the inventor tries to give him at the end were actually molds of Johnny Depp's hands before Possible. he falls and they, you know, they kinda, shred, they kind of shred. That's, that part uh, sticks with me from when I was a kid and I watched it because it, it didn't, it didn't freak me out or disturb me or right. anything, but it's weird because mm-hmm. you'd think there should be blood. And the fact that there is none is actually more disturbing than because he's artificial. He's an artificial being. I what guess? what, I don't what do you think Edward Scissorhands bleeds? Uh, Radiator fluid. <laughs> He's not the predator. That'd be a good fight. <laughs> that's I don't what I That's probably what... like forty and one, like weed whacker oil <laughs> that you got to mix with gas. Keeps the right. keeps the scissors lube exactly. <laughs> Are there any characters you actually do like in the movie? I love 
Alan Arkin. That's, that's one of my last notes is Alan Arkin is great because he's Alan Arkin. Yeah, he's Alan Arkin. and He's always Alan Arkin in whatever he's in. Um, like, what doesn't work? I, I get really frustrated over the practicality of this film. Like you talked about it before. While the Bog family may not be able to fix and or change his hands, they sure as hell don't seem to care about adjusting their lifestyle and surroundings to help out Edward in any way. The only person who seems to try to help Edward adapt to his surroundings is Bill, Alan Arkin's character, who places a straw in the glass of, of whiskey for Edward to consume. Like, here's a straw, because I'm seeing that you're struggling. Drink up, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and all that does is mess him up. Because he's an artificial machine, but that's about it. I mean, I understand they're trying to go for the awkward, you know, but at some point it just feels incredibly insensitive as no one seems to want to assist Edward with making like everyday tasks that normal human beings take for granted any easier for him. No. the I mean, watching someone with a disability trying to get around in the normal world without some sort of aid or assistance isn't funny. It's cruel. And this film almost capitalizes on that fact. That's exactly what happens because they, they figure out he's got this talent and they just exploit him. Um, they make him a hairdresser and a, a shrubbery man. Uh, Winona Ryder dropped out of uh, Godfather Part 3 to make this movie. And that's when Coppola, One's, one of and them. That's when Coppola said, yes, Sophia, you're up. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I think that could have made the Godfather Part 3 worse was to have would be to have Winona Ryder in it. Of the two... You got a warm shit sandwich and a cold shit sandwich. <laughs> What's the one that I said? <laughs> Either I got mayo on it or <laughs> Miracle Whip. <laughs> uh. If I could make, uh, if you could make one change to this, wave a magic wand and make one change, what would you change? <laughs> Spoon hands? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I think I got a pretty good one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> they flip the script and Edward isn't benevolent. He's malevolent. He flips out and just shreds the whole town. It just turned it into a horror film. Yeah, he runs amok and kills everybody. Yeah, except the little boy. Right, because someone has to tell the story. His eyes are red. Yeah, you know. I I put it in here. It's like while well, pertinent to the overall story structure of the film, I really don't like Joyce, the desperate and horny housewife. All of her scenes really make me feel uncomfortable, and it's kind of off-putting to be completely honest. I like that he took the the. The gender role and made her sort of the aggressor, sort mm-hmm. of rapey. Um, just rapey enough. Just rapey enough, yeah. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't cover this, but what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking something called, uh, it's a Kolsch-style ale by, is it Shoffley? Shoffly? I say Shoffly. Shoffly. It's, it's nothing significant. I may have other beers that may be more thematically or name-oriented towards sure. other movies, but I was drawing a blank for it because I didn't have Scissor Hand Beer oh, Factory. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, I said I couldn't find anything dark and stupid to match with this movie, so <laughs> I'm just drinking Coors Light. Let's see here. The first draft of the film was written as a musical. Did you know that? No, I think you did trivia on this one. Yep, I did. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I, I didn't I know didn't, until I pulled no, it out of there. That's, that's something new that I like that we're doing this season. We're going to split. It's a surprise unless yeah. you already knew it. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about this movie, really. Yeah, I, I didn't don't. Know much. Um, It'd be a great time for trivia. Go well, for apparently Vincent Price's role was supposed to be bigger, oh. but because he had illnesses and he was getting old, you know, they I, had to cut his role down significantly. I think the brevity of his role actually works for the I, film. I do, yeah. Yeah, it, you're probably right, but it's also unfortunate no, that's the reason why yeah. is emphysema and Parkinson's. Casting considerations for Edward Scissorhands. Excellent. I only have two. One okay. is 
odd and still wouldn't go there, but at least I can get it. And then the other one is like, what in the hell were they thinking? Number one, Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) At least because he's a character actor, I can understand. He turned it down, so apparently they did offer it to him at some point. The second one? Tom Cruise. You know what? I do remember reading about that. I never knew it until I read it. It said Cruise eventually declined because he wanted a happier ending. I'm like, can you imagine Tom Cruise? This is the lead as Edward Scissorhands. Well, I got to let's change his hand. I don't know. Do we do we need scissors? That, do we not need scissors? The thing I read. Hands? I, I mean, well, it is kind of the name of the film, Tom. It's the point of it. The uh, article I read was on uh, Cracked.com. It was just an enumerated list of uh, people that didn't take roles for one reason or another. And they, <clears throat> according to this article, it said Tom Cruise couldn't wrap his head around the fact that he had scissors for hands. Which, granted, I'll give you that, but it's the title of the goddamn movie why not put it down if you can't wrap your head around the title yeah. don't even read it he kept he kept just asking them questions like how does he do this and how does he do this and da, 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 da. and they were like you know what tom just go make days of thunder yeah because that was the same year i was thinking okay 1990 that's i think that's days of thunder yep. year frame so i'm like no way that I, that would be stupid it's such a tom yeah tom cruise was considered for the role wanted didn't want to do it because it thought it was going to be happier one and happier ending and although Tim Burton said that this isn't his greatest film, he said it is his favorite of all of his films, and especially the score by Danny Elfman. Do you, uh, do you have any other trivia? Uh, no, that was it on trivia, because all the other <clears throat> things are uninteresting. <laughs> you know what movie I think that really set me off on I don't care for his stuff anymore was when he decided he was going to remake... Um, Annie Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he did Charlie and the Travel Factory. Yeah, I'm like, still, oh look, I still it's haven't seen that. Johnny Depp playing weird. Oh, Johnny Depp for yeah, Tim Burton a, again. A, a meek, effeminate. I saw it character. once, and I just, I, I do have the uh, replica coat in the closet in the next room. It's the Willy Wonka coat, and I've used it for several a Halloween costume. Never as Willy Wonka though, I'm sure. I went as Willy Wonka one did year. Did you? Okay. Yep. Um, okay. Favorite line or piece of dialogue? I had to group kind of mine together. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull mine up. While you're doing that, I can go ahead and just get right into what my you go ahead. my favorite thing. My uh, You like that? Whoops, didn't have that potted down. <laughs> um, I don't have a favorite line or scene. It's just my favorite is Alan Arkin. Just anything, any anytime he's on screen, it's like, everybody shut up. I want to watch Alan Arkin look up a phone number. My favorite scene... He can somehow make that funny. Yeah, my favorite scene and bits of dialogue is about 30 seconds, and it actually is probably about 45, but I couldn't find the clip that had all of it, so it gets most of it, and then I'll... So whenever you're ready. Velcro, sweetheart. Velcro that hangs on the dashboard. I've never yeah. seen it. Sorry, Emily. Hi. Sorry, dear. We have to go get a little without you. Here you go. So, Edward, did you have a productive day? Mrs. Monroe showed me where the salon's going to be. You could have a cosmetics counter. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Great. And then she showed me the back room where she took all of her clothes off. 
Now, I really wanted another 10, 15 seconds because he just goes right into talking about, now you got to go to the bank and get a loan and you start your business. And I just love, because that's what I love about Alan Arkin playing this father role is that he's that lovable dad that listens to about 9% of what people are saying. Yeah. Because everybody turns their head and looks like you. She did what? Yeah. And he's just like, now, Edward, what you need to do is you need to go down <laughs> to the bank and secure a loan so you can start your business. Because you know, like that's the worst Alan Arkin impression I've ever heard. I know heard. it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he just got molested possi- by molested and or possibly raped by Joyce, <laughs> and you want him to go down and secure a loan with this woman. Presuming his his wang is made of wang material instead of scissor material, <laughs> Edward Scissor Dick, <laughs> Edward Dildo Hands. <laughs> Why couldn't they have done Dildo Hands? Oh well, because that movie would not have That's been something we would be reviewing. It's a whole different movie that probably exists. I'm sure it's in somewhere. Hold me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you and nine other ladies. <laughs> I've got room for nine of your closest friends. <laughs> All right, that's gross. Ugh. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't know what's funnier about the scene. The fact that Edward just so matter-of-factly <sighs> describes what's happening or the fact that Bill is completely oblivious to the fact that Joyce just tried to rape Edward. <laughs> if you could... Uh, oh, recast? If you could recast the late, who would you, do? Uh, who would you use? I, I, have a, I have a somewhat serious... I have one that I thought might actually work in this time frame because he would at least been, like, late 20s. Kyle MacLachlan. Ooh. Huh. Because in 1990... Sure, Twin Peaks. I think Twin Peaks was... That's not bad. It would have been a different tone to it. I chose... uh, Because we don't... Time and space don't matter when we recast the lead. I chose Heath Ledger. Okay. I think he could have been cool. That's it. That's all I've got. Because it's it's really hard to picture anybody but Johnny Depp doing it. Other than that uh, that really cool uh, thing your friend... Uh, his name Nathan as well. Shared on our our page the other day the classic movies recast oh, with Bran- oh Brandon Brandon yeah no his name's not Nathan I'm thinking of the no, guy from right. Firefly because their name Fillion yeah yeah okay no I get now how that sorry Brandon there's mesh- no. your shout out <laughs> that's <laughs> I can see how you would mix those two up because of the last name is very similar to Fillion but yeah Nathan Fillion follows us on Facebook not yet <laughs> <laughs> if I could I mean if he did. Kind of. If I could do my dream, it would be Heath Ledger plays the malevolent freak. Oh, the horror, straight horror. Yeah, but he could okay. he could do either either way, I guess. But the straight <laughs> straight horror. So yeah, the straight horror would be Heath. Ledger. Yeah. Uh, oh, so does this film still hold up for you? Uh, not. Really. Did it ever hold up though? No. Okay. Con- I'm like. <sighs> conformity isn't really a fear. Like it's there's still a, just a little bit of that fifties you know keep it keep it on the surface and the conformity is really not people aren't afraid of that anymore and they kind of really weren't at least by my by my estimation when this came out it was it was sort of a dead horse people loved it it was weird for weird's sake because a lot of stuff they weren't doing that very often and so yeah. tim burton filled that goth void that teenage kids kind of wanted sometimes yeah he I guess. Gave, definitely this movie did give a, a voice, voice to people that were Mute, I mean, mute, muted before <laughs> <laughs> yes yes goth this this made this gave goth kids a oh crowd one of us one of us can do it you know kind of thing um what do you think does it still hold up mm, maybe it's because i'm not a teenage <laughs> girl that grew up with the sad love story but the film just it 
it hasn't aged well in my times between my last viewing and this most recent. I mean, it's either not funny enough, too cookie cutter weird in how it makes fun of suburbia, or just too much of a ripoff of other classic tales that told a better story. Is how I put it. My final thoughts were. Wait, 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 wait. You guys, no, no, I, no. I'm just kidding. Do you have a Do you have a similar uh, a movie? Oh, okay. So we want that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. My similar. Honestly, we already mentioned it before. I would have said Sleepy Hollow personally. Hmm. If you're gonna go, if you want Johnny Depp kind of quirky, and you want Tim Burton still, go to 1999 and watch Sleepy Hollow. It's it's more gothic. It's darker thematically. I I personally love the movie. I know we've already discussed that you're not a big fan of that one. But I just feel that it hits all the notes that I want in a Tim Burton with. Sure. I guess if I was going to say, I guess I'd have, I'd have to have two then. If I was going to say, if we're going to stay in Tim Burton world, right. I would say Ed Wood. Because it's Johnny Depp, <clears throat> still is an outsider, still clearly effeminate. It's just, it's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp at their peak. I almost picked Ed Wood, but it had been just long enough. I wanted to make sure that would have been a right judgment sure, call sure. for me. So I just went with one that I was more familiar with. Um, if I'm going outside of Tim Burton and staying in the same time frame and kind of keeping with the same theme, uh, it's a movie that you're going to hear a lot about the longer you listen to this podcast and it's the burbs. <laughs> just because yeah. of that kind of fear, yeah. the fear the different, mm-hmm. the burbs is way better. My final thoughts, I got a couple of kind of bullet points. It's like Edward Scissorhands is that magical modern fairy tale with gothic overtones in a sweet center. I'm like, it's like that piece of candy you love to eat as a kid, but realize that your tastes have changed when you got older and would rather not consume it in order to fight off type 2 diabetes. <laughs> I, I don't dislike the movie because it has its merits. Elfman's score is worth watching just to hear that if you didn't own a record player or a, you know, iTunes a cool to download. Yeah. That'd be a cool vinyl. But, you know, and I like Burton's eye for the weird to to a degree but i mean it's just not one that i feel that it's necessary to keep revisiting time and again edward burrito <laughs> hand <laughs> hungry <laughs> well chicken or steak <laughs> beef or chicken <laughs> what if you made a mexican that would be funny mm-hmm. my better, final thoughts better than edward dildo hands. <laughs> it depends on who you ask i guess <laughs> depends on your audience i guess you kind of touched on this earlier but it's frankenstein meets pinocchio what made me think of Beauty and the Beast was when he stabbed the kid, the bully, um, Ted, Anthony Michael Hall, and he falls out the window. And when he falls out the window, it just initially made me think of Gaston falling out <laughs> of the window in Beauty and the Beast, as I reference. Yeah, my final thoughts, pretty pretty simple. It's uh, Frankenstein meets Pinocchio. I do love the use of miniatures in this. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one thing that he seemed to do well in yeah. the era that... You know, he did that a lot. Yeah. I don't know if he still does. Like I said, I don't watch. Any of I don't watch. Stuff. Yeah, it's probably been a while. But honestly, it's <clears throat> it's just a dull movie. It's a nice goth love story for younger people. But I'd rather have Ed Wood or Beetlejuice or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Batman, Batman Returns. Edward Scissorhands is just boilerplate Tim Burton. There's a weird creature that exists, and they, people try to paint it to make it look like us, and they change it, try to assimilate him. He's like a he's like a proto Borg. <laughs> Resistance is futile. <laughs> Then they use his hidden talents. They exploit him yeah, for their benefit, I, I, for the betterment of their what, weird little town. What was more disturbing is the scene where he almost gets raped or the one where she almost has she has the big O when she's getting her hair cut. Because that... The rape scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one where, the, where she almost rapes him is the... 
That's the no, uh, really. That's the bad one. That's, that's the bad one. Yeah, yeah. That's Edward Scissorhands. I don't. I don't know that I have any more. Let's try to Edward beer bottle opener hands. Would that's be stupid. Useful. What if you made him like Edward Swiss Army knife hands, and he had a multitude of. At least he'd be more useful. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You remember the the show, The Critic? Yes. You remember how at the beginning of every episode there would be a fake movie trailer? Yes, it's been a while since I watched, but yes. There was one when he he's reviewing Edward Plunger hands, and he's plunging a toilet, and he looks at the camera, and he goes, kill me, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's Edward Scissorhands. He's here to babysit. I'm going to hold your baby. Thank you. He walks out the door a second later. Your baby's dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's Edward Scissorhands. From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. You don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You put somebody out of the house. I want to get somebody out of your house. (laughs) But the fun has just begun. It's showtime. Learn to throw your voice, fool your friend, fun party. Not bad. This is amazing. Want a cigarette? Oh, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, here I come, baby. He's guaranteed to put some life... Attention, keyboard shoppers. ...in your afterlife. <laughs> Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. I'm staying with Coors Light. Anybody keeping score? Has nothing to do with the movie other than... It's what I had in the fridge. All right. Well, that's good to know. Also, I have six pages of notes for Beetlejuice. And then I watched it again and wrote three more. I literally, Um, it took me twice as long to write these notes as it did to watch the movie. I I took three hours of notes for this movie. So obviously our our second movie here is Beetlejuice. Yeah. Does your beer fit the... Well, thematically, yes. I got two here. Okay. Uh, One is Riverbank Red. It's from the Ghost River Brewing Company. Ghost story, mm-hmm. and they fell into the riverbank. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a snake on the cover. Wow, you really went well, yeah, you went balls out for uh, that, yeah. One. And then the second one is by uh Founders, and um, pretty much it's a uh scotch style ale, mm-hmm. um, because Beetlejuice is a dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was the other one I grabbed. So we're starting with the Riverbank Red, <clears throat> Irish style red ale. I'm guessing it'll probably taste very similar to Killian's. I don't even know where to start with this. I'll just start with first impressions because that's where we go. I love this movie. Oh my god! I love, <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. I uh... you're the only one that I know that has artwork on the wall. <laughs> Is it the? <laughs> if I knew then what I know now, now, I wouldn't have had my little accident. <laughs> I never understood that when I was a kid. I was like, what? What accident? I thought she had like um, like bracelets yeah. on. Is really what I, I was like. What the? Well, if she was serious, it would have been straight down. <laughs> yeah, she went across the road, not down the street. Right. I mean, it's um, ridiculous. The plot of the movie, it's 
sort of that. Uh, I remember the plot of the movie. Um, I didn't didn't get it as a kid. It was just just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of take it now as like, hey kids, death isn't a big deal because you can do all this fun shit after you're gone. You just can't leave your house. You can't leave your house. Sandworms can tell you what. You hate them, right? I hate them <laughs> myself. Is that <laughs> is that Saturn? The sandworm place is that Saturn? What the hell is that? Because that, there's that part when he goes Saturn. I've been to Saturn. Sandworms. You hate them, right? Is it Saturn? Maybe. That, I know. I never. I never caught that. That is scientifically wrong. Saturn is a gas planet. Not it, that looks like Mars. It I looks mean, more like Mars than it does. Um, <laughs> what the hell do I know about Mars or Saturn? But I know more about Mars than Saturn, and you know. But no, the 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 plot is death isn't scary, and you just have to share your house with a bunch of uh, total strangers that happen to be yuppies. But you can do magic, and yeah, rip your face off. It's like a cre- <laughs> it's like a slightly creepy, naughty episode of New Heart, <laughs> and the bonus of being dead. All the calypso music you can have mm-hmm. playing. Harry Belafonte, 24-7. I would kill myself. <laughs> Again. Again. I would go down the street at that point. <laughs> I would have another little accident. You can only listen to Dang. The other thing I noticed is people die in the dumbest possible ways. There's the guy who had his leg bitten off by the, the, shark. the shark. Or at least it's being consumed. <laughs> the shark is like, <laughs> I didn't ask to die. He died. <laughs> How, yeah, how did the shark die? Yeah, I guess the, they the pulled shark, it. The shark couldn't let go. <laughs> they pulled it out. Uh, Lisa, we were watching this yesterday, and Lisa was like, "I never noticed the guy in the sleeping bag that has the rattlesnake." Oh yeah, standing yeah. Up. There's the guy with the Marlboros. Presumably, they all have to haunt their own establishment or last place they were residing. In yeah, that's the implication I take for 125 that. years. I, again, overthinking alert. I've put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I put a lot of overthinking into this. I put a lot of overthinking into this. Sorry about that. I, I refer to the, <laughs> the Dietzes as proto-hipsters. Sort of nouveau They were niche. nouveau hister, hipster, modern... You'll have to haunt your own house, uh, currently now in, inhabited by proto-hipster parents, a goth girl. Um, they suck at haunting their own house, so they have to hire a union-approved spook, specter, or ghost <laughs> to bio-exercise their uh, home. Why do they have to haunt their own house? What's the point of that? Did they join some sort of... I'm guessing that, you know, people move into homes and they think they're haunted. Mm -hmm. And the more... My thought is, is the the worse the reputation the house has, less likely people are going to want to actually live in it. And then it's just a haunted house. Hmm. And then those people have their house to themselves. But is there no room in the afterlife? No, no, that's... No. Are they part of some sort of afterlife? They have to sublet their own... (laughs) Are they some, sublet their own house? Are they members of some afterlife HOA or something? I don't. Get I just it. yeah. I don't. I don't. It's it's unfortunate, and it's 125 years, and you get three appointments with your uh, caseworker. Juno. Okay. Damn, the, the the trailer mentioned it, but Jeffrey Jones mentions it as well in an interview that I watched. It's a nice flip on the um, the idea of ghosts haunting a house. It's the ghosts are normal. It's the, the humans that are weird. That's why it's the bio exorcist. Well, correct? yeah, they're the they're haunting the Maitlands. Mm-hmm. They're we live here and we can't leave, and you guys just moved in. Yeah, you can go. What type of insensitive family or friend decides that they're going to try to advertise and potentially try to sell a house that isn't theirs? Uh, is, what was her this name? This gentleman in New York. 
wants to just saw the picture and wanted to buy it for two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And I looked at that in inflation rate for twenty eighteen and that the house would have been over five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> What's worse is I know the house is made to look like it's like gothic y almost just to an extent. Oh, yeah. But you look inside, that is Newhart. A, a country house. Yeah, yeah, that's a country home. No, that's it's sort of the trope that Tim Burton lived in for a while. That uh the quote unquote normal people are weird and the weird people are normal. Except this one Except it kinda flips it. In this one, yeah. He he flips it, which is interesting. The the story is weird. There's not like a, a traditional plot to it. Mm-mm. Uh, I like how when they initially fall into the river you don't realize that they're dead. I didn't as a like kid. Like playing as a you know, they just come in to yeah. the house and they're wet and they need to dry up. Well, did, who lit the fireplace, you know? Who did light that fireplace? Yeah. The pacing is great. Yeah. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't follow the, I mean, it's got a beginning, middle, and end, but it doesn't have, there's not like a character no, turn. No, no. I guess there's a character well, turn. Well, I put that, that part of my note said it's a tight 90 minutes. It really knocks out its structure really well. Yeah. You don't really meander around anywhere. Well, and I think the, it's just, it's literally just a ghost story made into a movie. Right. I think is, what I always think of first when I watch this now is... I may have mentioned this before, but Danny Elfman is sort of like John Williams' weird cousin from California. Mm-hmm. He's he's got that you can instantly tell when it's Danny oh, when it's goodness, Danny yes. Elfman music. I remember my mom pointing that out to me. Like you, you can tell. I was like, you can't tell that that's the same guy. And then the it older totally is. the older I got, like, oh yeah, it is. I think the first time I saw this was at the drive-in that summer, and I just remember sort of just being wide-eyed the whole time I watched the movie because it was it's it's not. Luke leaves the desert. Luke finds some friends. Luke has to do a thing. It's just, it, it's visually very striking, mm-hmm. confusing, sort of goth psychedelic right. kind of stuff. And it, usually, anytime I'm watching this, this is one of those I'll watch by myself. I usually say out loud right as the credits start rolling, God, I love this movie. Whether I'm with someone else or when I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have written here. That's why you keep your dogs in the fence or on a leash. Innocent people die. How is that dog enough counterweight? It's not. Their little Mercedes. Was it a Mercedes or a Volvo? That they it was the driving? Volvo. It was the station wagon that we were talking about. Already. So Jane takes their car too after they die? Apparently. Well, what that's a bitch. Odd. Jane's a bitch. Well, what's worse is is it's like they don't even have... <laughs> Jane's a bitch. <laughs> well, what's she definitely is a bitch because when they're talking like, is this meant for a family... And you can tell... Your ovaries that, don't work. Look, all we know is that look that she gives Jane, Barbara gives Jane, you can tell there's a lot of history in that one look yeah. like like we didn't try. Yeah, come on. This is our house. Leave us alone. Leave it. It's horrible. Uh, watching this movie makes me want to <clears throat> have an attic <laughs> and build a model of like a home, <laughs> like a town, you know? Murfreesboro? Yeah. That's, that's a big model. That is a big... It's very big. <laughs> what doesn't work? Uh, nothing really. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> There's nothing on me that, oh, nothing, nothing really, nothing really. No. I, I, the only thing I have, I've, I've already mentioned it. What the hell is the sandworm world? It's just, it basically, it's just. You a, hate them, right? It's, <laughs> it's Dune. <laughs> they go right into a David Lynch movie. <laughs> uh, not a good one either. <laughs> Jesus Christ, stay in the house. If you, if you go out the door, you end up in a David Lynch movie with Sting. And I don't, I don't dislike it. No, I'm it's just, just kind of not really explained. It's, I just wish you it just were, can't leave. Yeah, and it may be. I, I'd still like to read the original uh, Italian, um, the, the source material. I think it's a short story. Is it? It's, it's really dark. Oh. Yeah, the, I've got here. The original version was a horror film. It was very, very dark, uh, and just he was like 
he was a little I think originally it was like a Danny DeVito. Okay. Guy. He was really short. Right. Um he, the way he was described and what I read was he looked more like the cigarette burn guy. Cigarette. I'm trying to cut back myself. He looked like that. He had little devil wings. Mm -hmm. I picture Deep Roy could have played the character. Um and he wanted to kill the family and rape Lydia. Or and whatever Lydia's character. That name sounds is. like an amazing story that I don't want to. I read. don't want to. I mean, that's that's heavy, Doc. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to s at least read it. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. And I loved it. It's like I never caught until yesterday's watching of the film. It's like that all suicides end up as civil servants. You never picked that up. Never picked that up. Oh wow. Yeah, it's a nice little callback like, joke. And I look back, and she's at least said the same thing. I'm like, you never. Remember that? I'm like, no, I don't remember that. And then I started, then I started rewatching it again to collect an additional sure. bits of notes. And I just looked at every single person. I'm like, I wonder how they killed themselves. <laughs> so did Juno slit her throat, <laughs> or was that a oh. job appointed? That's a good question. Is Juno a civil servant? Yeah, I, I guess know. she. I guess she is. She's a social worker. Wouldn't have had my little accident because you know that's obvious. Um, a couple bits of trivia. There's a cool fan theory that's not quite been confirmed, but uh, and I'll give you an example that I noticed when I was a kid that kind of confirms it for me. Cool fan theory is that Beetlejuice is actually the ghost of Batman or Bruce Wayne. <laughs> okay. And if you remember, so you know the Beetlejuice voice, and if you don't know the Beetlejuice voice, you've not watched Beetlejuice enough, and I'm not really going to do it. But Michael Keaton does that thing when he wants to go crazy. There's that scene in Batman when he's in Vicky's apartment, and... The Joker comes. Who in. wants to get? Nuts. He goes. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's, let's get, get nuts. That's that's the Beetlejuice voice. That is the Beetlejuice that he'd done the year before. I think that probably gives a lot of credence to the uh, to the theory. It might uh, it might be a lesser known fact, but there was a late '80s cartoon spawned off of this Apparently movie. There's three plugged in on every DVD they pushed out, but I haven't watched any. I watched. I do remember that. It was great. I, I was there only three episodes, or I only no? Got it was three on for movies. a season or so. I, uh, I do remember. I do remember it. I just um, th th that that sort of cartoon wouldn't get made today. It's pretty macabre. No. Um, you asked earlier about the, can you be scary? You always wanted to know what his face looked like. They actually filmed it, um, but they didn't use it. I, they, they didn't say I why. Wonder. Um, it, no, they just leave it up to your imagination. It's better for the audience not to see it and to go, my God, what is that? It just looks like a bunch of legs. Mm -hmm. So I just picture a bunch it's of like... vaginas or butts or something. <laughs> uh, this is one of the uh, few films with an F-bomb in it that has a PG rating. Is it PG? I mm -hmm. thought it would have been PG-13. I did not actually look at that. I have that one saved if you want me to. Yeah, we'll play that. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. um, Michael Keaton bases his Beetlejuice character on the character Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's, uh... Is that Dennis Hopper? Yes. I know of the movie. I've never seen the movie. I can let you borrow it. I think I still have it. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> most of the trivia. My favorite bit of trivia, uh, <laughs> Tim Burton. You know who he wanted originally to play Beetlejuice? Mm -mm. I'll give you three guesses. Take a second. Okay. We'll edit the, we'll edit the pauses out if need be. You gonna give me hints before I guess, or am I just having to just straight up guess? Okay, based on, to think of based on how I described the original character of Beetlejuice... The little Italian. Uh, Danny DeVito was one of them? Not that I saw. All right, well, that's guess one. Okay. Jack Nicholson. No. You won't guess it, but just do a third. Just for fun. Just do a third for fun. Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sammy Davis Jr. 
What? That <laughs> would have been... I wouldn't have... Ne- not in a million years would I have gone, you know. I think it could have been kind of cool. It wouldn't have been the same movie. It would have been far more fun. Far more lighthearted. Still a fun movie. What does this say? I love it when you have to decipher oh. your notes. Yeah, sorry. Um, That's No, it's just funny. My... Uh, my favorite line is not your favorite line, but that's that's all the trivia I've got. They wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to play Beetlejuice. I have three different lines. For your one favorite, of them, well, favorite yeah. line? And we've already talked okay. about favorite line or favorite piece of dialogue. One is, I'll play that one at the end. Uh, the second one is the, I don't see anything about heaven or hell. This book reads like stereo instructions. Listen to this. Geographical and temporal per- perimeters. Functional perimeters vary from manifestation to manifestation oh this is gonna take some time honey i got that joke as a kid like that 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 made sense what's your other one what's Um, your second one my second one is going to also be a clip because i can't read it at the craziness that it's delivered oh is it no can i try i think i think it's probably mine no it's not beetlejuice oh okay i'm here with you i will live with you in this hellhole but i must express myself if you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that yours? No. Yeah. Why don't we leave? But I can't. This room I can't deliver it like Catherine O'Hara delivers it. So she's just so. Man, pretty, she's yeah. the greatest. Uh, she is like almost the <laughs> highest high spot in a movie full of high spots, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Really, there's, I don't think there's anything she can't do. I love her so much. Okay. The other one is about a minute that ends with the best line ever. So, yeah. Ready when you are. Right. Sandworms. You hate them, right? <laughs> I hate them myself. Come on, kids. What do I have to do to strike a deal with you two, huh? Don't you hate it when that happens? Let's go, Bob. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Just come on for a while. We'll talk inside. Come on. Come on. I'm not staying here. Another minute. Mess. Don't pay attention to it. Adam, we have to get out of here. I agree, but I'll fix something to eat. Ho, ho, ho! Barbara, how did you do that? Hope you like Italian. Where'd you go? Hey, come on! Hey, where'd you go? Hawk, hey, come on! You gotta work with me here. I'm just trying to cut a deal. What do you want me to do? Where are you? You bunch of losers! You're working with a professional here! Uh, my mother had no every time every time and that's why and now we drink the dirty bastard (laughs) because he's a dirty bastard for that one i remember (laughs) sitting in the car at the drive-in watching that and the (laughs) the shock (laughs) on my mother's face because she didn't know that was coming and i looked at her like oh I shouldn't have heard that, right? <laughs> and I remember her thinking, I almost, I think she almost said, like, that better be the last time that they used the F word. And it was. And it was. Every yeah. time. Favorite it's, line, probably. It's down. the honking noise when he grabs yes, his Yes, he grabs his crotch at the end. Honk, honk. All right, I'm going to try really hard. You're working hard. with a professional here. All right. I'm going to try really hard, because mine is, uh... <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> well, I attend Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I trained extensively and lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? Do you think I'm qualified? (laughs) That's pretty good. Thanks. 
I, I had to pause it several times to write all that out. Oh. Did I, you write that out from memory too? No, no. Oh, okay. No. That would have been um, really impressive. He actually, another little bit of trivia. He, I knew that was going to be your line. I, I had a feeling. Did you really? Yeah. He, uh, he did go to Juilliard. That was Michael Keaton. He improved that. I was going to say, how, I wonder how much he improved. That whole over. bit was him. <laughs> I do have, uh, I started a new thing this season, like in, what's the trivia? What's this? What's the pacing? And yada, yada. But on the left-hand page, the back side, I just write random notes. And I've got written here that the model is sort of a character in the movie as well. It is. Oh, it's definitely a character it's because a, that's where Beetlejuice I, was. That their was that her first encounter? Their first encounter with Juno is there at. They walk through. How long have we been waiting here? Three months. Oh my God! What house are we in? We're in our house, but yeah. it's been now. It's been you've been waiting there for three months. They eventually end up in their attic, correct? Or is that scene two I'm, with her? I can't remember. I can't either. But they eventually he was like. He's already kind of laid claim to your model right there, or whatever it was that she said. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that not eat anything you want me to eat? I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down, I'll chew on the dog. Is that? What it's, <laughs> it's just it's he more captures that it's that crazy car salesman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's more of Tim Burton's yeah. fascination with his bent. The way he sort of processes American culture, right? Like suburbia and television, mm-hmm. and I mean, he brings alienation into it a little bit, but not nearly as much. Is Lydia's the? That's another one of my favorite lines. Um, my whole life is a dark room, one big dark, dark room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love yeah. to Kickstarter, uh, do a Kickstarter campaign to get the original super dark version made. Not with not with Sammy Davis Jr. for a couple of reasons, not one, the least of which being that he's been dead for close to thirty years. But did uh, you know he died on the same day as Jim Hansen? Wow! Do you know Farrah Fawcett died the same day as Michael Jackson? No. All right. We'll talk you... about getting overshadowed. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, we took a pee break and edited that in. That was a special one just for you. Yeah. Um, so if you had a magic wand, I, 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 oh, I lumped all these together, oh, man, magic wand, make one change to the movie. If you could recast the lead, who, if you could make one change, I, in all honesty, I couldn't change anything. I can't imagine Michael Keaton. I can't imagine anybody other than Michael sure, Keaton. Sure. Those ones are really difficult for me to write out last night. I was just like, this feels like homework. Like if someone put a gun in my head, I'm like, uh, oh no. Uh, and and I didn't. I need to. I need to start readjusting my thought process to make sure that if it's time and space, don't make a difference. To think of someone else. Sure. If I could make a change, I don't. I don't know that I would change this movie, but I would. I really would like to see the original, uh, a version of the original material. Just that really dark horror psychological. I, yeah, I remember hearing like thing. Isn't there? Wasn't there supposed to be a potential sequel at some point? It's still well? the last I read. It's still, it's still rumored to be. Well, it's still like happening. Like, and I think they're doing Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, which was the which original. Which was the original? Yeah. Um, I really racked my brain and I couldn't think of a change that I would make. Um, no. To this, these this version. Were, these ones were really difficult for me to fill out because I love this movie for I don't know. 
close to now, oh, 30 years. I don't know if I, I don't remember if I even saw the film when it first came out or if it was a few years later iteration through, you know, video rental. Oh, I got this. I got to have this. The minute it was on VHS, I got it for Christmas. I do wish that the DVD copy, which the one I have is the most up-to-date DVD copy. I wish it had more behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Yeah, it seems like... Everyone loves this movie. Everyone why do, loves this movie. Why is there not an like extensive? Tim hasn't come back with yeah. any type of let's revisit this. Everyone loves it. But like I said, it does have the uh, it does have three episodes. I think the first three episodes of the original animated or of the animated series, which, which you is can't have just great good making of. I guess you get a cartoon instead. Which is, I mean, is it Danny Elfman Michael, did the music? Who did the voice? I can't remember. I looked it not up. Not obviously. It's Michael not Michael Keaton. Keaton no. Um, Recasting these, uh, any of these leads would be a criminal act. But here's a couple options for you. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to try to do my trailer guy voice. He's in the name, a world. He's the name and laughter from the hereafter. This March, Al Pacino is Beetlejuice. He's got the overacting yeah. crap. No, it wouldn't work, but he's definitely an overactor. And he's an overachiever. This June. He's the bioexorcist we need. Christopher Nolan presents Beetlejuice Begins, starring Christian Bale. <laughs> in, in his Batman voice. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. That would, nice you know, fucking model. <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken would be a good... You know what? Now Christopher Walken would actually make a decent uh, Beetlejuice. He's hit that... I, I'll make fun of myself. Zone... I think in removing time and space sure. from the equation. You have to remove time and space. Yeah. Um, no, Christopher Walken. I never thought about that. Does it still hold up for you? Absolutely. <laughs> I never, yeah, I put it again. I'm like, ah, uh, absolutely as well. I mean, the film doesn't feel horribly dated for being 30 years old. The only, the only stuff that makes the film feel like dated is the horrible late eighties modern artwork. But even that works. Because you're dead now. Well, now that you've talked about the fact that they're not haunting the Deets or whatever, it's the Maitland family being haunted by the Deets. Mm-hmm. That 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 whole shift. I never thought about the fact that it's the ghosts being haunted by the humans. That 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 it works in its weirdness. It's it also. Turns. I've got it. It still holds up because it really doesn't have any. It doesn't reside anywhere in time and space. It's just got its... I mean, it does. It's got its own spot. It doesn't... It feels a little bit late 80s, like you said, mm-hmm. because of the the architecture and all that. But he he paints such a fantastical picture of what the afterlife looks like with all the weird angles and curves and structures and shit like that, that it, it could just very well be... That's just what the afterlife looks like. It's not... Right. It looks like shitty... 80s, late dune. 80s, New York, Dune. <laughs> dune surrounding the house. Or you're in a small aquarium. Remember those little stones you could get in an aquarium? They were painted mm-hmm. pink. That's dope. Um, before I get to final thoughts. <laughs> oh, are we going to? I need to put that up so I make sure. Like, Can you provide a better or at least com- uh, comparable recommendation of the same genre? I do. I, For I, me, uh, I would say. I have two. I have one. Okay. The Frighteners. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Peter Jackson, before he hit. The Lord of the Rings with Michael J. Fox. It has the same supernatural element, same score by Danny Elfman. Is Danny Elfman on that? Okay. Danny Elfman's on that one. And believe it or not, when you see like the credit sequence of the Stark, the letters with that Stark kind of bright bluish 
whitish glow background. That's been so long since I saw the Frighteners. Well, no, but I mean, if you watch the initial credit sequence of Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. outside of the Beetlejuice logo that comes up, everything that says a Tim Burton film and starring Michael Keaton, da, 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 all of that very much harkens back to, harkens back or harkens forward to <laughs> 1994 when the Frighteners came out. It's the same kind of look and feel okay it's not as it's not as funny it's probably 30 minutes longer it's definitely a two-hour he's a paranormal investigator i remember that he uses a couple of ghosts to create havoc in a home and then he comes in and tries to fix everything and get money okay until a serial killer comes back which is gary Busey's kid correct jake Busey. yeah it's really it's actually quite good it's um I have two that I would recommend. Okay. The <clears throat> similar theme, um, the Adams Family from 1991. Okay, I totally see that. Tim Burton. Uh, I think he was a. I don't think he was EP on that. I know but he that was, was a Barry Sonnenfeld as well. But it was, was a Burton, director. It was a Burton DeNovi. They were somehow. Attached it has to that it. same. Even if he wasn't involved in it at all, it definitely yeah. has that same feel. I totally get that. Normally, I hate that kind of stuff, but I love that movie. That's that's one of my favorite movies, and. Um, Lesser known movie from, I believe, 92 or 93. Uh, it's called Stay Tuned. Does that have Jeffrey Jones in it? Yeah, he plays okay. uh, it's, he plays I, Spike, an agent of the devil. Which, it's a TV network, okay. Hell TV. Um, I kind of link those all into that, Mom and Dad Save the World. Absolutely. And like UHF. That Mom and Dad Save the World. I feel like those came out right in that same late... 80s kind of mom and dad say the world was 92 okay. stay tuned was 92 93 uhf was like 88 89 89 right okay. i just watched that recently yeah that's the right you did post that um stay Take tuned is uh, watch uhf it's been forever stay tuned is uh john ritter and pam dauber it's got kind of that afterlife feel to mm-hmm. it you're not supposed to be they're there prematurely right jeffrey jones is in it i didn't notice it until watching it um this time around but um is the second in the last month, that the that when the Maitlands first go into the model, the sky is all black. And then later during the wedding, uh, you can see the surrounding room. It sort of adds a cool air of what the fuck. Oops, shit. What the fuck? It adds a cool effect to when you first meet Beetlejuice because in the model, the sky is it's just black. It's not. Right. It's not the room above them. Okay. They're in this weird. I don't know. You have to maybe watch it. So, like when 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 they're in the attic over the model, mm-hmm. he can look up and see them. But right. when they're in the model, and you're in the model as the viewer, just the sky is black. There, you don't see the room surrounding it. I never thought about that. I didn't either. I I, I noticed that watching it this time. Never noticed that at all. It adds a cool sort of ominous feel to. Not ominous. They can't see them in the model, but they can see Beetlejuice. But they can see, yeah, they can see Beetlejuice, and he can see them. Right. But when when you're in the model with them as the viewer, you don't you don't see the room outside. I I thought that was cool. I mean, it's just a it's a production thing. I'm gonna make a you're gonna rear project it. They probably just overlooked it. Another question I had. This is my miscellaneous section of my notes. (laughs) Roger Ebert did not like this movie. He only gave it like two stars. What a butthole. He said that he was packed up with so much makeup you could hardly tell it was Michael Keaton. I'm like, that. What's the point? Well, yeah. number one, it was not that much makeup that you can't tell it's Michael Keaton. I think I it's know. enough. Like, I don't want to know it's Michael Keaton. It's Beetlejuice. Why, when he comes out of the grave and floats and flies at them, why is he a cab driver? With his string work effect that's like a little, little weak. Is a little weak. It plays though. Well, yeah, I but mean, he's like, were, was he expecting to shoot off faster? Because the way he holds so. his body, it's like, look at me. 
I'm holding on this screen way too long before he floats by. It's almost maybe I would change that and go speed that up just about. I don't. I don't. It's, I think it's it would, awkward. It plays. It I think does it, play, but it almost feels like this is going to work once. <laughs> Tim, make sure the cameras are rolling. I don't know if it's going to work a second time. Let's do this. Are you ready? Action. <laughs> I thought that would be faster. That's all you get. That's all you get. Why? Because the things are broken. What does his face look like when, can you be Maybe scary? Maybe he was a cab driver before he died. I, no, he was Batman. We've covered this. Oh, he's Bruce Wayne. He's Bruce Wayne. Okay. Why did, why did the, the ghosts adopt Lydia at the end of the movie? Why does she live with them now and not her parents? Well, her dad's there because he's reading the stereo instructions. But, but, they're, but they're all there. They just, like, the, the, this does read like stereo instructions. The Maitlands live upstairs and the, the Dietzes live downstairs. But she, she goes home or whatever. She got an A or B or whatever on her I paper, know, and got a B I don't on know. Test. Adam, don't tease her. You never got a B. In s- anyway, where the hell did Otho go? Uh, laser, he, sh- not laser, so fast, le- fat boy. Any laser shoot? Laser sh- laser suit? Leisure uh, suit? You, you Larry. try to say that five times. Leisure, fast leisure suit. Otho. Three or four beers. But yeah. He gets he gets yeah. the blue leisure suit and then he's gone. He just he's... he you know what would have been funnier is if there had been a hole in the door, the shape of his body, and you see him run out, and that at least you know he ran away and yeah. he's gone. Is because he in the upside he was... down with Barb? <laughs> they never they don't, they don't explain it. Well, that's a jump to keeping a move a TV show that still has an arc that carries over with uh, Winona Ryder. So, nice job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I, t- I like your idea. He could have just run through the wall, Bugs Bunny style, and left a. With it being released by Warner Brothers and Geffen Films or whatever, it would have been appropriate. Yeah. See. You got any final thoughts? Beetlejuice. I mean, the the originality and the creativity, you just, you didn't see that in, in movies. You you don't see it a lot, at least from what I watch now. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of that today, but you especially didn't see that 30 years ago. No, not on the mainstream, I mean, just sure. like, hey, you know how government sucks and, and the bureaucracy of that whole thing? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take an afterlife story and, and make it <laughs> a million times worse that now when you're dead and trying to deal with people that have moved into your house and you want to get them out, it's going to be a pain in the ass. It's even harder. It's even harder, and you can't leave the house. Um, it has that perfect balance of like that bizarreness, like comedy and horror. Mm-hmm. Just enough horror, plenty of comedy, and just enough bizarreness to not make you feel completely uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just it's 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 really good in hitting those notes. I agree. And if there ever was a role that was made for Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice was it. Even more than Batman, in my opinion. For sure. Batman number two, and Batman he got, in my opinion, because of his... Willingness to do whatever. What, yeah. Whatever the hell it is that he was going to do yeah. in Beetlejuice. And then, like you said, because of the smashing the the piece of pottery oh, yeah, on the yeah. on the mantle and going nuts you want to get nuts let's get nuts and that's you know, like you said that that could very well be bruce wayne went down to hell and he became beetlejuice yeah, this movie turns 30 this year um yeah that's 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 creepy I, I again i saw this in the drive-in and i remember just being 
not I said awestruck earlier. I don't think I was awestruck, just but amazed and and wide eyed at it. But I immediately felt at home with these people, and I felt at home in their world and with this sort of Edgar Allan Poe story for for us '80s kids. You identified mostly with Otho. I did because I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lisa said. She was like, "Is there any other movie that he's been in other than?" Um, uh, he was in Ernest movies. Was he in Ernest mm-hmm. movies? He did a lot of uh, voice acting, is when I looked it up. But he, the only other movie that she specifically remembered him in outside of Beetlejuice was the future movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone, um, Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Is the only other one she remembers him in? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's got like 80 or 90 credits. He passed away. He's been dead yeah, for almost 10 years. He's been dead a while. But this. I think I said it. it's an it's an Edgar Allan Poe story for '80s kids, and it, it said it's you know what man, it's okay to be a little weird or a lot weird depending on your, depending on your nature. It's the Edgar Allan Poe, but it makes you laugh. It laughs at the scenario and situations exactly. that you're in, yeah. rather than making you want to turn off the TV when it's Edward Scissorhands. I may have seen this more than thirty times. I, I don't know. I never get tired of it. No, this is like a lot of the movies. That I forgot how much I remembered. You know, that sounds so dumb to say sure. that now, but rewatching it, and I probably hadn't seen it in at least 10 years, and rewatching it, I'm like, I don't remember a lot. I easily movie. watch it once a year, at least at Halloween, if not other times. It's like a lot of the movies that we watch for this 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 podcast. It's like an old friend. Mm-hmm. I don't mind all the tropes. Uh, none of the jokes age badly for me. And, you know, just weirdos of the world, embrace yourself. Let your freak flag fly. Hell yeah. So uh, on that note, we're going to call it quits for this episode, for this episode. And so I can go pee. We're going to try, we're going to try a couple different things this season with outtakes. We're going to make maybe some bonus episodes in between. That'll prolong the the main season before we get into the pick sixes. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're just going to see what happens and and maybe try to do some merchandise. And uh, if you want that. Um, Let us know if you know how to reach us on Go to Stitcher uh, or Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> See you next time, gang. All right. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Six Pack Double Feature presents Tangent. Look, the guys stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by. I said dude a lot, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay, a lot. But it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. What's on your mind, guys? Gazizza, Nathan. <laughs> Gazizza. <laughs> uh, you've been watching news radio. I have. I got the whole season, or the whole series uh, from Amazon for like 20 bucks. God, I love that show. Definitely top five sitcom for me. Yo, Edward Spoon Hands. I think I've got that. I've got Yo. a. I've got a whole list. By the way, that's a really cool cameo. Yeah, that's that that's a high la- point. Yeah, that was his last role. He was uh, he was suffering from emphysema and either dementia or Parkinson's or something. He died soon after that, and his like last screen appearance in a film is him dying, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah. Um, no, I, I remember my mom kind of um, explaining the significance of uh, Vincent Price being in the movie when I was a kid. Cause I, I, I knew who he was because of Thriller, um, but I, I never I never watched any of his movies because 
I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies when yeah. I was a kid. You weren't? Because I was a wuss, and my mom was afraid I'd wake up and have nightmares. And all his movies were like, the tamest of the tame, <laughs> yeah, when you really think about it. Yeah, but especially by today's Especially, standards. well... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! That would be a, that would be a fun uh, pick six, uh, <laughs> fantasy fights. The Predator versus Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know... Uh, you bunch of losers! You, I, you get first refusal. <laughs> Because you're going to eat it. You're going to look like the poly dynamite. Who eats that sandwich? What's the sandwich? Okay, we just watched that not well, long like, ago. Like, all the egg. Uh, the the egg, egg. All the eggs, everything. The eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he cracks open the lemonade. He cracks open the lemonade. It stirs it. I'm going to go ahead and eat. <laughs> when he drinks it and kind of goes. Yeah. That's what you're going to do when you eat the poop sandwich. Um. You, need, you needed something dark and sweet. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. See, because it's sweet. It's a sweet movie. Uh, is it? Kind of. It's kind of sweet. It, it's it kind, of kind of sweet. sweet. It's um, kind of bittersweet. I'll give you that. You bunch of losers! How old was he then? I don't know. Um, He's been in his 30s, I he, guess. Yeah, he was in his 30s. It was probably a year or two before he played that Jamaican-ish drug dealer with the dreads in True Romance, where he was like, when was the professional? Professional was 94. 90. 93 or 94. So, yeah, I think it was 93. So, yeah, but he was in his, he's had to have been in his early to mid 30s by then. That yeah. would have been kind of weird. It works better for a younger face. That would have um, been yeah. kind of odd. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Well, no and one it could took him another yet. 20 years before he could get out of his comfort zone to play something like weird as hell, like, or just so off. Who, Tom Cruise? Yeah, because he did, um, what was it Tropic Thunder when he played that movie producer? Less something. He did. What's, what I mean, was he the, was really just said, "Screw it, I'm gonna go go for the, the fence." Time. Right. I've never seen that actually. But, it's um, kind of funny. What was the movie he did where he danced? Uh, Magnolia. No, Magnolia. He was the uh, he was the guy trying to motivate all a bunch of other loser bearded, men. Bearded, bald, and stuff. No. Oh, that when he danced, then yes, that's Tropic Thunder. Oh, okay, okay, that's what I'm. I've never he's, seen either. He's movie. kind of like a, like a weight suit on him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That that is Tropic Thunder. Okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. What do you think is? What do you think Tim thinks his greatest film is? I didn't even write anything down for that one. What do you think he thinks is his greatest film? So you don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. I don't know. I didn't even research it. Right, I didn't go any farther. Hang on, hang on a minute. Okay, the cure. I'm there. I'm going to say that he thinks his best movie is. Oh man, um, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I mean uh, Batman, probably Batman. I don't know how he reckons success. I don't know how he reckons. My favorite movie of his is, is Ed Wood, mm-hmm. um, which will at some point yeah we have get to because it's been forever and I really want to revisit that one because it's, it's in my top five movies. I, it's it's a great movie. Um, man, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen any of his latter day stuff because I got tired of him. I got tired of him in, in, by the mid two thousands. I was letting go of yeah. my fascination with Tim Burton because he's he a, didn't seem like he was maturing in yeah, any he, way because he hasn't. He's a he's sort of a three my, three or four. Trick my pony. personal favorite of his probably is Sleepy Hollow. That's what turned me off of him. Really? Yeah, I Sleep, Sleepy Hollow. I remember thinking, okay, cool, yeah, another, yeah, and it's it's Johnny Depp, and yeah, okay, Christina Ricci, okay, yeah, and like just, and, just didn't hit for you. What? No, I think I'm done with Tim Burton. 
Actually, Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks started the downward. At least that's funny. It is though. funny. I like Mars Attacks. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it, but at least it's funny. I don't know, man. What do you the think? The Yodeling song. What do you think he thinks his best? His, yeah. The last probably mature movie that I remember seeing, and it's been well over 10 years since I've seen it, probably is Big Fish. I heard that that was horribly, horribly sad, and I refused to watch it. But with his sensibilities behind the camera and mm-hmm. some of his visuals, because it's supposed to be dad telling the the big fish stories, mm-hmm. you know, and so a lot of the stories <clears throat> are exaggerated for the father telling his son these things. And so pulling that off in a in a believable manner, but just kind of fantastical. I would say that's probably his best film. Is it animated? No. Okay. Um, it's got that giant guy in it, though, right? I haven't. Oh, that giant guy? I thought there was a dude that had giantism in it. It's very possible. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. It's got um, Obi-Wan. Uh, Alec Guinness? No, I knew you were going to say that when I said that. <laughs> Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor. Um, and I think Albert Finney's in it playing playing the same character Just, it, as old man sure. to young man. Um, God, it's been forever since I've seen that. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Quick side note, I do really enjoy his version of Planet of the Apes. I'd have to rewatch that again. I enjoyed it when I first saw it. I liked the stupid, weird-ass twist at the end because it just played to everything else. Honestly, in my opinion, what ruins that movie is Marky Mark. I don't even mind Marky Mark. But I I think it could have worked better with another actor, but that's neither here nor there. The, The makeup... The, the ape makeup and the chimpanzees and the gorillas and all that. Oh, my God. And Danny Elfman's music. Yeah. it's Yeah, I have to rewatch that one. That's been a while. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate on it at all. It, it gets a lot of... It's it's Planet of the Apes, man. I Come on, people. Get... You bunch of losers! I still haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ever? Yeah, because oh. I never saw it at the time that I think I should it have. I wonder. might be too late. Yeah, that's why I'm... I wasn't huge into Pee-wee to begin with, so... I don't know if it was just past my point of caring, or he just—I was indifferent. The so Pee-wee stuff, I never. So it came really before the show. Thing. Yeah, and it's but, darker. Obviously, it's Tim Burton, so mm-hmm. it's darker. But um, you bunch of losers! Yeah, that's did you the, say you watched it with just the score? Is that what you you like watching? I it did like do that. Yeah, I remember you I, talking about that. That was really cool, actually. I did that later that night. My first impressions <laughs> on watching that movie—I love how it crossfades transitions from legit city. To the miniature, to the miniature, without you, without really realizing it yeah. until you get once you're on the house, you can kind of tell. So, what happens after the 125 years? So they don't tell you. It's not in the handbook. No, because it reads like stereo instructions. I think it does read like stereo instructions. I've never been really clear as to why they had to haunt the house. I guess other than maybe, I don't know. I got <laughs> because movie, because movie, there, because of my, plot. Let me pull myself out of overthinking. <laughs> oh. Um, I couldn't spend 125 years in the country, man. 24 years was plenty. I, had, I moved. I had to get out. You bunch of losers! It's they just, drown. They drown. That's Let a, your father know this is the skeleton key. Open any key. What is her name? Um, Jane. Jane. Um, don't, send pe- don't send people pictures of our house. 
Have you ever noticed that in a lot of American movies, like in the 80s and 90s, <clears throat> the stereotypical vehicle for a family member, usually the mom, but a family member nonetheless, is going to be some type of Jeep, Jeep Cherokee, or like Volvo station wagon. Oh, yeah. And they drove a Volvo station wagon. Yeah, uh, that tan that tan station wagon. Yeah. I didn't until Harry and the Hendersons, they're in a, a Jeep Wagoneer. Yeah. It's, it is more common than you would realize. It's the mom mobile. Yeah. We they're just one. cool. They're just cool cars, man. Like, yeah. Until they, you have to have the engine replaced and then spend. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. You know that guy from Oingo Boingo that had two hits? Did they have two hits? Yeah, but I, I couldn't I tell could... you both at the top of my head. I couldn't tell you one of them. Dead Man's Party. Here's a fun fact. Uh, it's not trivia. It's a fun side fact. Uh, Gina Davis makes her second of three appearances thus far on this podcast in this movie. She was with us last season in... Uh, the, the Butthole Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> the Ill-Gotten Bling or the Butthole Pirate. Right. She's with us uh, in today's episode. Oh, that's right. She does make a she makes appearance a, later on down. She does. I Probably won't be her last. No. But... Uh, you bunch of losers! It's as Just, heavy as that chicken bone stuck in that dude's neck. <laughs> Jesus, Sal, slow down. <laughs> Chew your food. <laughs> Good God, man. I feel like that guy's name is Sal. Also, who gets operated with a, like, what are those called? That's not smock. It's a, a little, just a little, to- ga- little what a gown or whatever they call them. But he's just got that huge hole in his chest. He's I don't just, remember him. He was sitting. Yeah. He's in the waiting room? He was in the waiting room. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that guy. That's unfortunate. I remember the. It looks like he's got a hole in the chest. Like someone visited him in the hotel or in the in the hospital and shot him in the chest with a shotgun. (laughs) Not, it was a failed operation, but that was my assumption. Failed operation. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Juno looks like a trach. But you don't notice that you know there's dudes that are being carted around. Probably just male runners. The guy who's hanging. Well, the the guy who's hanging like, yeah. from the noose. He just I'm like, well, that dude committed suicide. <laughs> and suicide is, is not funny, by the way. Get, We're not laughing at that. You become a civil servant <laughs> if you kill yourself in the afterlife, because that the bureaucracy of this of the afterlife is just. I think it's brilliant. That's, that's funny. Yeah, it's like another. It's like you thought government sucked when you were alive. All new arrivals report to waiting room number eight. So I watched Beetlejuice, took my notes. I'm like, then I watched the Beetlejuice without the dialogue. Okay. And then I watched all three episodes of the cartoon that are on my DVD copy. Uh, I literally watched everything on that damn DVD that <laughs> there was to watch. God, I love this movie. You bunch of losers! It was funny how they spun off Saturday morning cartoons from movies. RoboCop. Back to the Future. They did that. I know, I After the third one, they did oh, that. okay. I just remember that they did. I'm like, oh, they carry more story. I'm like, yeah, who cares? It's uh, it's not serious. It's can't. I know. It's it's uh, Tobey Hooper re- basically remade Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Basically, he did the same thing that Sam Raimi did for Evil Dead. Kind yeah, of it's not the same I, plot. No, I mean, but, it's the same plot, but it's not the same story. He took a satirical, humorous, very yeah, over the top. It's a canon film. Okay, if that helps oh. you out. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, I didn't like her as a kid. I didn't no, like her character as a kid because she was anti-Lydia, mm-hmm. kind of, like mean stepmother. Well, and is she the stepmother? Yeah. Right? So you got to wonder how bad, I think that was the other thing, Lisa, is how bad is the, the real mom if that's the stepmom? <laughs> I mean, is she dead? They never mention it. Yeah. Other than, we were trying to, my something guess about is your mother, stepmother. Step mother. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. 
Did you see recently where he gave a keynote, a graduation speech oh, at Kent State? I am Batman. Yeah. Oh. I'm Batman. <laughs> I just got two words for you. <laughs> he I'm is Batman. Batman. He is Batman. And he's Beetlejuice. You bunch of losers! I almost wrote down what the name of the... Chinese takeout was. Oh, I wish you had. I get. I can't because it was just you'd see it for a second. Yeah, it was like Harry's or something. It was just. I think it was like, Harry's actually. And she's like, I, and she spits back into the box. I can't believe we're eating Cantonese. Is there was no Sichuan up here? Sichuan up here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, what we a did. bitch. I'm from. <laughs> I'm from a town the size of this room, and we didn't have Chinese food until. Uh, 19, excuse me, 1994. Was it Szechuan or was it Cantonese? It was probably Cantonese. <laughs> Szechuan is spicier, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now they just kind of combine the two because then you see Szechuan chicken. I'm like, well, yeah. apparently they have Szechuan in their Cantonese re- restaurants. <laughs> Diversified. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That's why I've got... I've, I've, so I'm going to start doing that for just don't take future mine. episodes. I'm going to make sure I, I have a, take yours. I have a go-to when I can't... When I literally can't think of anyone... I have a go-to, and that's mid '70s era Burt Reynolds. I don't. I didn't. I didn't have any concept of money v- back well, then. Well, no, but back when VHS was really expensive because you had to pay like ninety dollars for the VHS because sure the player. Yeah. Well, and not just that, the the video rental market. They had to buy the movie. Every copy mm. of the movie they had, they had, mm-hmm. had to pay mm-hmm. ninety bucks for it because eventually they'll make their money back. Sure. On the rental, but initially they're in the red for who knows how many times they rented out before. Do you have Back to the Future in? No, not yet. I have to go back another week. I'm just going to watch it Do when it was Back on TV. to the Future in. <laughs> no, because I remember how big Batman was getting on VHS, ET, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I remember specifically those three more than any other movies going. I got those on like VHS. I got yeah, I got those for Christmas. Yeah. He's a charlatan, right? Yeah. He can see the dead. He had a uh, life-changing experience when his wife died in a car accident. Okay. Um, but so he uses is he what a Haley couple Joel, of guys. Is he what Haley Joel Osment he grew sees up to dead, be? Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He sees dead people all the time. But uh, a life-altering experience, so... You bunch of losers! Um, the leisure shoot. The leisure... Man, I cannot say that today. <laughs> It's oh, here the, it is. It's uh, the dirty bastard right here that's keeping me from saying it. Um, you bunch of losers! Transylvania 65000 featuring Gina Davis and Jeffrey Jones. It's a spooky monster kind of thing. Okay. And um, they all kind of I share really that. I didn't like that. Maybe I need to, oh, re- God, Do I need to revisit it's... that. Do you have it? <laughs> You're like, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. They all I share need to that. that so I can go, yep, it still sucks. Or, no, this is better than I thought. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So now I'm just family. waiting for the monsters to come out, and then we'll all be set. Never been touched. I don't. I don't really care about care for the monsters. <laughs> I know they came first, but the Adam family technically came first in the in the cartoons. I actually remember watching the monsters. I never watched the Adams family when I was a kid. When I watched uh, older TV fifties sh- TV shows in syndication, sixties, sixties. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. This is black and white still. Um. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, Edgar Allan Scissorhands. <laughs> I've easily seen Beetlejuice like 30 times, probably more. That's the more. of your other episode right there. Is that a girl and scissor? <laughs> I'm going to write that. You bunch of losers! Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb.